doing? What's good? Y'all go ahead and invite your friends and family in. Invite your enemies. Do me a favor. Share this video with three people as you're coming in. And we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to give a couple of more uh, seconds for people to get on. And then I'm going to go full throttle into our Free Indeed Fridays podcast. Free Indeed I Friday. Uh, help you get through this traffic. So let me know where you are, what you got going on, what you're doing at the moment. Gabe, what's the business? Gabriel Henley had a birthday this week. Um, I told you happy birthday early in the week, but happy birthday again. Happy belated birthday uh, to Mr. Hustle Henley himself. Anybody else coming on, let me know where you are, what you got going on, what you're doing. If you're on Instagram, holler at me, say something. Uh, invite your friends and your family in today. I think what I have to share will be beneficial uh, and help someone in a very uh, special way uh, with the content and the subject matter that I have for us today. Uh, but we're getting ready to get started. As you're coming on, I need somebody to say something to me. Let me know how you're doing, how your week has been. Has it been productive? Where you are? Lisa Caldwell, hey, how are you? I am doing well. How are y'all? I'm assuming you're talking about my family. Everything is well, I believe. The last time I saw everybody, they were in their right mind and still had their proper pigmentation. So I'm assuming that means that everything is everything. Uh, out there in McDay, that sounds like you out there at that Scales Cafe. And if that's the case, man, I sure would like a chicken wing or something, um, you know, before... People start getting big time and having their own building and stuff. I got free food all the time. But now their light bills have to get paid. You know, I, I got to drive to another city to get a sandwich. I'm just going to put that out there in the atmosphere and see what happens. Uh, anyway, it's another free indeed Friday. And we about to go all the way in. So what's up, world? What's up, world? It's Pastor Free. And I'm coming to you another Friday evening. For those of you who may be catching this via Facebook Live or on Instagram. Uh, and then, of course, the podcast will play back on SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. So you can go ahead and follow Free Indeed Ministries on any of those digital platforms. And It'll give you an opportunity to recap and catch this content uh, now, henceforth, and forevermore. Uh, so, I just realized as I looked at my script for the afternoon um, that I didn't put any jokes. So, um, I'm just going to be free funny off the top of my head. Free this funny. Dangerous. Because I got to think of things that I think that would be funny, but appropriate at the same time. Uh my, 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 I might need to forego this moment uh, because I, you know, it's like you get rappers in the studio and they be like, man, I can freestyle, but I be cussing. I don't pass. I don't want to cuss. And so I don't know. I don't know if my jokes can be told without any cussing. Um, it feels weird. This is like the second time I've been on air recording today. I did a radio broadcast with 88.7 this morning with Dora God's Gift Robinson, and I'm kind of going to carry over the content that I talked about earlier on there, um, and I almost caught myself cussing on there. So maybe that's the funny part, that I'm saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. I am the Lord's servant, but every now and then, my tongue needs to be redeemed, uh, that the Lord will bridle my tongue. 
<laughs> right on my tongue. And I believe I'm not the only cussing Christian in the world. There's some other folk out there that you got uh, potty mouth yourself. And I'm praying that the Lord would deliver you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm praying that the Lord would set you free from that tongue of treachery in Jesus' name. That's about as funny as I'm going to be today. I want to keep it moving. So, um, February the 27th, the first person who can tell me in the comment section, Instagram or Facebook, the first person who can tell me what February the 27th is besides my birthday. The first person that can tell me gets a free product on the release. The first person who can tell me what happens February 27th besides my birthday. Uh, I'm going to give you a free uh, product when it's released. I need you to tell me. Go ahead and comment very quickly. February the 27th, 2020. Twin, somebody was saying twenty twin twin. Uh, anybody who can tell, tell me in the comment section what happens February 27, 2020. I'm going to give you a free product on that day. Lisa. But you got, huh? Lisa. Lisa who? Where? Where are you looking at? Miss Lisa. Miss Lisa, what did she say? The release of the trauma series. You're right. So, uh, the, uh, what happened? Lisa. What you you ahead of me? Oh yeah, yeah, hers just popped up. But you're absolutely correct. February twenty seventh, twenty twenty is gonna be my thirty eighth birthday, but also we're gonna release the trauma series, which will be a DVD uh set of sermons, uh which will be creatively done, the sermon presentation itself, but some other enhancements. And then I'm releasing the trauma record, which will be 10 or 11 songs uh, of just dope music that have to deal with overcoming various life trauma situations. So uh, y'all remember, uh, and if if not, Sister Lisa, you remind me, you won today. You won. You If I had confetti or something, it would have made more sense. But anyway, she won. Uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Sister Lisa won um, the whole trauma uh, package for being the first person to say, look, she put her own little boom. Uh, yeah, a little, little blow up situation right there. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes you got to celebrate yourself because I've learned that haters won't always celebrate you, but I'm going to come back to that in just a second. Anyway, it's free time music free and time I'm about music. to rock this box in your ear and let you hear another song off the trauma record. I think I played like four of the ten songs so far. That sound about right? I'm playing four. I'm playing snippets just enough to let you know what's going down. Listen, one of the, 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 the most exciting things about this record for me is it's full of features uh so if we got 10 songs i think i got like six or seven features on the record and so i'm super excited about that um somebody already asked me the question do i have a song with kayla me and kayla doing a song on this record so i'm gonna play the song uh that kayla and i did together and it also features actually one of the dopest rappers that i believe has ever picked up a microphone and i'm entitled to my own opinion uh he actually recorded with us on our first uh duet record november uh, november 12th 
November 12th. Uh, he was a feature on the November 12th album, the first one. And so when we were doing this song, I wanted to call him and get him back on. His name is Proof. He was a part of the holy hip-hop group, The Warriors, here in Austin, Texas. Dude is just dope. I'm going to play more of the song than I normally would play. I'm not going to start it at the beginning. I'm not going to go all the way to the end, but I'm going to play a lot so that you'll hear uh, Kayla, you'll hear the hook, you'll hear some of the rap. Uh, and ironically enough, the rap has a Kobe Bryant uh, reference. It's a very positive reference, but nevertheless, and this was recorded, of course, before Sunday. Um, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, the first time I heard the song playing back when I was listening to mixes uh, coming back from the engineer, I, like I almost got choked up a little bit. Uh, it was one of those random occurrences, ironic occurrences, um, but I don't believe in coincidences. So I'm about to play for you. The song is called ASAF um, and the subname is called Joy Back. Uh, for those of you who are Bible readers, you know Psalm 72, 73. Uh, ASAF is having this issue with God, this wrestling with God where he's looking around and he's seeing other people blessed and prosper and he's wondering, you know, God, why not me? And then he says, and then I went into the sanctuary and I understood their end. Asaph says, it seems like wicked people are getting ahead um, and and those who are faithful uh, seem to suffer. And he said, it wasn't until I went into the house of God that I got a different revelation. So I kind of was toying with that concept along with David's uh, confession in Psalm 51. It says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. So anyway, I'm finna play for you ASAF, uh, Joy Bag. This is myself featuring Kayla Freeman and The Proof. Here we go.
and do like Jesus showed me. I can take back everything that he owes me. Yeah, I told the doc, check my clock, seeing visions of myself reuniting with the flock. Though I'm bitten like I'm bitten, still I love the Lord a lot. But the storms in my life separate me from the flock. Ah, ah, a new spirit with an old mind. Every step I take, I'm standing on a lamp. Ah, that's enough. That's enough. I'm not going to give you the whole verse. But anyway, that was ASAF uh, slash Joy Back by myself, Lady Kayla Freeman, and Proof. And it'll come out on the Trauma Record, release February 27th, 2020. Now, I'm doing pre-orders. We'll do pre-orders. We'll go live uh, concerning that at a later time. You'll be able to order the Trauma Series, the DVD, and the record on our website, uh, www.freetheletterindeedministries.com. You'll be able to pre-order uh, that record. Listen, I'm telling everybody, if you want to do something for my birthday, I'm not asking you for shoes. I'm not even asking you for money. I'm asking you to support this project. I'm asking you to get your copy Buy one for your grandma, buy one for your cousin, for your son, um, share the posts and the videos. That's what you can do for me this year because I do believe a lot of people are dealing with traumatic life experiences that they have not healed from. And so these sermons and these songs are structured and tailored to help people through those moments of difficulty and to recover and to heal uh, from their trauma. So... Time for a free rant. I'm free looking rant. at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Those of you who've been rocking with me this week, you are probably tired of Romans chapter 12 because I've been dealing with Romans chapter 12 all week long. Uh, Wednesday, uh, my word on Wednesday was about Romans chapter 12 and my staff meeting on Monday night. I talked from Romans chapter 12, uh, but that's what I've been meditating on this week. And ironically, uh, God keeps giving me these subtle pieces from Romans chapter 12. Uh, and so my free rant today is to tell you, I'm with you. I'm with you. You can see it from the title of the podcast. I'm with you. Let me explain what that means this week. I've been meditating on Romans chapter 12. Wednesday, I dealt with verse 18 about living peaceably as much as it depends on us. And the latter part of Romans 12 gives instructions on how believers are to conduct themselves. Romans 12, Paul is telling you, if you call yourself a Christian, you call yourself a Christ follower, this is how you ought to behave. And honestly, a lot of what's listed in Romans chapter 12 is simply countercultural. It's hard to do because we live in a society that doesn't function this way. If you don't believe me, verse 10 says that we're supposed to honor one another above ourselves. This world thinks that type of talk would be crazy. Verse 11 says that we ought to keep our excitement about serving the Lord. That's countercultural. Verse 12 tells us that we should be patient in affliction. Countercultural. Verse 13 says to share with the people who are in need. And most of us are so greedy and selfish. Last thing we're trying to do is give some of what we have to somebody else. Verse 14 says that we're supposed to bless those who persecute you. Doesn't make sense. A lot of what's shared in Romans chapter 12 is countercultural. And then we come to verse 15. Verse 15 says this Rejoice with those who rejoice. And mourn with those who mourn. That's what it says. Romans chapter 12 verse 15 says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. 
tells us we're supposed to be happy when others are happy and to mourn when others are mourning. Now, the problem is this is completely different than the flavor of the world. Because the world basically has us thinking that we should hate when somebody else is experiencing success or favor. Uh, jealousy starts, starts to set in and we start trying to pull people down. Or uh, it seems they're doing better than us. And so there's a, a reason for envy. And if we're not careful, we'll start to rejoice and celebrate when other people are going through darkness and uh, suffering. I, I don't want to use uh, this tragic experience from this week uh, to get attentions or likes or whatever, whatever. But the truth of the matter is I'm speaking to the time that we are in. Um, those who don't know, and I don't know how you couldn't know unless you were living under a rock, um, basketball legend and great um, Kobe Bryant, um, along with eight other individuals, one being his daughter, uh, lost their lives on Sunday in a helicopter crash. Um, and so the whole world kind of has been impacted and affected by the loss of this man. One, because he was a father. Two, because many of us literally watched him grow from a boy to a man before our very eyes. Two, because he's a champion and everybody loves a champion. And so it's kind of just been a dark cloud that's hovered over the NBA and over the African-American community and over the world of sports and, and the world at large. However, the word of God tells us uh, how we should behave in times of darkness and in times of joy for other people that we're to have in our spirits that whatever our brothers or sisters are experiencing, I'm with you. And that's the word I want somebody to walk away with today. I want you to know that I'm with you. Whatever it is that you're going through, if you're experiencing favor and triumph and success, you ain't going to find no hater here. I'm with you. I'm rejoicing with you. But also, if you're going through a season of suffering, sickness, sadness, sorrow, I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm praying for you. I'm pulling for you. So, so here it is. Uh, it seems that the whole nation is mourning this week with the tragic death of Kobe Bryant, and rightfully so. But we shouldn't just be mourning because he was an athlete. Shouldn't just be mourning because he was a millionaire, because he was a Laker, because he was an MVP, a five-time champion, but because he was a human. And his family is now left with a void uh, that only God can fill, if you will. So there are three things I'm going to give you as to why I'm with you. And then I'll let you, we'll move on with the podcast. Here it is. The first thing is because we're all connected. I'm with you because we're all connected. It's a part of the fabric of humanity to feel what other people feel. And so when you see a person whose heart is broken, if you're a human being, there's a part of you. If you're not a sociopath, there's a part of you that naturally kind of goes out to them and, and kind of engages what they may be feeling or what they're going through. That's why we cry when we watch Lifetime movies. I say we because I've shed maybe a tear or two on some Lifetime movies when them people be going through. Don't, don't judge me. I, I see the Lifetime movies. And, oh. Anyway, it's a part of being human. That's why we love to see happy endings. We love the happily ever afters of life because we're human. That's why we feel some kind of way about bad characters in movies. 
truth of the matter is, if somebody play a bad role for the rest of their life, they're a bad person. You see them in the mall, you want to rock up and punch them in the face. They're actors. They were doing that in a professional capacity. But the truth of the matter is, ever since Blair Underwood drugged that woman out that house by her feet and died of a mad black woman, we feel some kind of way because it's a part of the human experience. We are connected in that way uh, because we all have flesh and blood. We all have mortality. We all know what it's like to love and to hurt and to bleed and to cry and to smile. And so I'm with you in whatever it is that you're going through because we're connected in our humanity. But I'm also with you, don't miss this, because it's commanded. And the truth of the matter is we really shouldn't need any other motivation. We shouldn't need for me to sit down and break down to you all of the practical, logistical reasons that you ought to rejoice with the rejoicers and mourn with the mourners. Because if we're children of God, we ought to just do it because God said so. Uh, I grew up in a, in a traditional home where my mother didn't really explain much to me. She said, you do this. And if I had the audacity to ask why. She would say, because I said so. And that was the end of the conversation because I understood that the I who was saying so could knock my teeth out of my mouth, teeth with an F at the end. And so I just kind of let the conversations end at because I said so. Now, just as these generations have shifted and changed, so have believers shifted and changed because these contemporary kids ask why all the time. They have YouTube and, and they have, uh, what's the new thing? TikTok, the children, all of this exposure. And so they want to know how things work. Why I got to listen to you? Yeah, I know you pay the bills and feed me and all that, but why are you telling me what you're telling me? And it seems like Christians have become the same way. That God telling us what to do is not significant or sufficient anymore. We want to ask God why. And we ought to rejoice with the rejoicers and weep with the weepers because God commanded us to do so. Galatians 6 and 2, he says, carry each other's burdens, bear one another's burdens, because in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? The law of Christ is to love. And so only by bearing one another's burdens are we being obedient and submissive to God's will for our lives. So first of all, when you rejoice and I'm rejoicing with you, when you weep, and I'm weeping with you because we're connected. Two, because it's been commanded. Three, because it, whatever it is, is coming around. The truth of the matter is we should share in other sufferings and successes because what goes around comes around. It may be their time today, but it's going to be your time tomorrow. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you need to understand that life is cyclical and what somebody else may be experiencing today, you may experience tomorrow. And so I'm learning to celebrate when other people are celebrating success because guess what? When I'm celebrating, I want you to celebrate with me. And the Bible says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that shall we also reap. And sometimes we want other people to be happy for us, but we haven't been happy for anybody else. We can't get happy when other people get pregnant. Won't get happy when other people get married. Won't get happy when other people get promotions. But the moment something positive happens in your life, you want everybody to stop the presses, pull out the party balloons, pop bottles, be excited about what God is doing for you. And it just doesn't work that way. And so the reason I rejoice with the rejoicers and mourn with the mourners is because I understand that all of this stuff is coming around. 
One day, my heart is going to be broken. One day, my loved one is going to be buried. One day, my doctor is going to give me a bad report. And I'm going to want somebody to feel the hurt and the pain that I'm going through with me. And so if that's what I want, that's what I have to sow. If that's what I want to see, that's what I have to show. Help me hold bars. Man, I'm, I be doing it without a beat. You know what I'm saying? If that's what I want, that's what I have to sow. If that's what I want to see, that's what I have to show. Yeah. I like it. Anyway, the truth of the matter is uh, I understand that I've got to sow this rejoicing with the rejoicers, mourning with the mourners, because my season is coming. And I'm going to want that same level of support or celebration when my season comes. Now, let me throw this in here parenthetically, then I'm going to move on. In suffering, it doesn't always mean that you need to be speaking. Now, mourning with the mourners does not always mean you have to open up your mouth and deliver some type of message. I'm saying this. I said this on the radio this morning. I think some of the biggest mistakes we make is feeling that when somebody's going through, we need to say something. Uh, because sometimes you add insult to injury. You make a bad situation worse. You put your foot in your mouth. Uh, you know, there are some things that are kind of religious jargon and rhetoric to people of faith. Uh, you know, when 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 death happens, uh, you know, God has a plan. You know, God, God is in control. You know, he's too wise to make a mistake. And the truth of the matter is when you're really hurting, when your heart is really broken, it may be too soon for all of that. Like that may not be consolation. That may literally uh, be frustrating. And so sometimes you got to learn to do what I call the, the ministry of presence. It means you just show up and shut up. The ministry of presence means I don't have to uh, give you a word from the Lord. I don't have to, you know, we're, we're so into instant gratification. We want to say something that's going to immediately deliver somebody from their feeling. But guess what? When mama dies or when daddy dies or when tragedy strikes, you can't just pop out of that overnight. It's a process that you've got to go through. And, I, and I, what I know is that you'll always remember the two people, two sets of people you'll always remember. The people who were there when you were going through situations and the people who were not. And so sometimes what it takes is the ministry of presence. Just show up and shut up. Just allow people to see your face and to know that whatever it is that you're going through, I'm with you. And so that's the word I want somebody to receive today. Uh, this is a very sensitive and critical time. I believe God has our attention in some ways and has a lot of us thinking about our own mortality and are we maximizing our moments and doing the very best we can with our days. And if that's the case, I think we also need to adapt this mindset that I'm, I'm not an island unto myself. I've got brothers, I've got sisters, I've got friends, I've got enemies that I'm connected and attached to, and we're doing life together. So when you're rejoicing, I want to rejoice with you. I want to be your biggest cheerleader, because guess what? When I shine, I want you to be mine. Bars again, like I'm, I'm on it today. I'm killing. You know what I'm saying? Today, when I shine, I want you to be mine. My cheerleader. Anyway, and so not only that, but when you're going through your season of suffering and, and saltiness and sorrow, uh, I want to go through that with you. Now, I can't afford for you to drown me in your sorrow. So I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, you know, I'm going to be depressed because of you. But I am saying I, we ought to be able to empathize and sympathize and walk through those valleys. Callie, am I talking good talking, man? You backing me up. You're doing, you're doing, you're pushing me like Deacon Archer used to. Some of y'all don't know nothing about Deacon Archie. At the Mount Sinai Church, it was a, a man named Deacon Archie. He didn't always have his teeth in his mouth, but he could sure help you preach. 
He died a long time ago, but I wish I had a Deacon Archie. When you preach, he's like, ah, 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 ah. And if you go back and listen to the old tapes, you can hardly hear the preacher for Deacon Archie, but he make you feel like you're saying something, even if you ain't saying nothing at all. And right now, James Callahan on Instagram mm -hmm. is my Deacon Archie. <laughs> anyway, I'm with you. I hope you received it. So let's do some free valuations free real valuation. quick. Those of you who listened to what I was sharing from Romans chapter 12, verse 15, to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those that are mourning. I want to ask you these questions and I want you to clap back, sound off, respond, do the best you can. Deke will help bring that fire. You sure write about it. I know you remember. All right, so here it is. What are ways you can support someone in mourning? What are ways you could support someone in mourning? Those who have lost loved ones and have had to deal with the death of children, death of spouse, death of parents, death of close friends. Even in this, con uh, this most recent thing, you know, some of us have never met Kobe Bryant, but have been impacted in a very real way. So the death of celebrities, like when Whitney Houston died, a whole bunch of people was towed up. Uh, you know, and I, I don't want to start calling names of people that if they died, it would mess me up because I ain't trying to kill nobody. But the truth of the matter is uh, when, when, when death happens, it hurts in a whole nother way. And then sometimes death is not only uh, physiological death. Sometimes the death of a marriage or the death of a career uh, can hurt just as, as bad. And so what are ways that we can support someone who's going through mourning? Let me hear what you have to say. Uh, some ways that you can support individuals that are going through mourning. Or maybe someone can say some things that someone else did for them while they were going through mourning that was helpful. Um, I can recall uh, when my father died, uh, I was 16, 17 years old, and I really wasn't dealing with it in a healthy way at the time. Um, uh, you know, so youthful folly play this part. But I am grateful that I had some friends who weren't trying to make me be uh I wasn't past that then, but 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 Minister Freeman. I some some people who were just allowing me to be human. And I I, I can't lie, I did some cussing, I did I did some drinking, I did a whole bunch of things during that season trying to cope. And I had friends who were holding me accountable, but at the same time they understood that I was hurting. And so their mere presence, I thank God for them uh, during that moment, and those friends were friends for a lifetime. Not only that, uh, but the grief of kind of going through transitions in ministry. Some people that have just like been there and didn't change up, weren't funny acting because you were going through whatever you were going through made all the difference in the world for me. Anybody else want to share uh, what are some ways that you can support someone in mourning? I'm going to go on and I'm going to uh, read the next free valuation question and if you feel like responding you can respond and i'll try to backtrack or we'll try to track and and see uh if someone has said anything um someone is talking about we think water fixes everything miss lisa yeah i, I didn't <laughs> say that on the radio this morning that was hilarious that was a fun moment uh so the next free valuation question how do you join in to celebrate another's success? When God is blessing somebody else, how can you celebrate uh, somebody else's success? If somebody wants to sound off and say some things about that, how do you join in to celebrate another's success? I saw uh, a Facebook friend of mine posted earlier today. He said, you will throw an event 
and 50 people show up, but then hundreds of people show up at your funeral. And then he was like, hashtag, that's not love. And I really thought about that. I've been thinking about that since I read it, how people will swear up and down that they love you, but then you do something and you need support and you need help and you need encouragement and they're nowhere to be found. But then at your funeral, folks show up, you know, talking about how much you meant to them and all of that stuff. That's why we're going to get these flowers away in just a minute. But anybody else want to shed some light on how uh, to join in to celebrate another success? This and that, y'all got something y'all want to say about it? Since y'all sitting here? Well, hold on. Before we get to that, so um, Callie from Texas says, the greatest word I received when my son died was from George Powell. He called me and simply said, Callie, even though we are all surprised and shocked, God isn't. And it's just what I needed to hear. Wow, that's major. Um, and so in that instance, there was a word of consolation and comfort that was a reminder. And sometimes we do need to be reminded of that. I said that on the radio this morning, that things catch us off guard, but not God. And he has a purpose and a plan for it. And so um, stuff may shock us, but not him. Y'all have anything you want to say concerning how um, you join in to celebrate another success? I don't want to put you on the spot, but you're on it. Pastor Arthur Sneed II at the right time. Brother, tell me, you tell me. The question that we're asking is how do you join in to celebrate another success? Um, I dealt with Romans chapter 12, verse 15, where it says rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. And um, so the question we, we kind of kicking around now is how can you join in to celebrate another's success? Now, brother, I know you long winded and long fingered. So so type me uh, some shout uh, that I can read for the people on the podcast. Um, anybody, anybody talk back to me. Y'all quiet today. Well, not quiet. People are saying stuff, but just not pertinent to the questions. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to read the third one uh, while Pastor Sneed may be typing. So what did you desire from others in your time of mourning and celebration? What is it that you desire from others in your time of mourning and celebration? What do you desire? I'm probably different because when I'm mourning, I don't know what I want. And it changes from minute to minute. Some days I don't want nothing but to be by myself. Um, and I mean by myself, like all by myself, like in my own space, closed off from the world. And then the next moment I, I want to be the center of attention and affection. And it, it, it just matters what moment I'm in. When it comes to celebration, I want to be celebrated without my celebration being infringed upon by somebody else's agenda. Don't sit on the sideline, but as you said, jump in. I like that, Sneed. Don't just sit on the sideline as a spectator to somebody's celebration, but you jump in. You play your part. Pull out your pom-poms, Reverend. Uh -uh. Pull out your pom-poms. Uh -uh. I like that. Pay them. Buy their products. Give them money. Callie, you own it today. You must have had your vitamins. Yeah, pay them. A whole lot of people want to get hooked up um, 
you know, when somebody is, is, is shining or somebody is being blessed, you want to be hooked up. Why not? Why, why can't you contribute? Uh, sometimes you're way too close uh, to get a hookup. You're too close not to be sowing a seed, not to be investing in blessing. Last question for free valuations. How do you handle what you... Uh, what are we supposed to do? No, I'm going to decline the call because... <laughs> Right now, <laughs> this is one of those moments that when people listen to just the podcast, they don't understand what just happened. Well, so the, the church phone just rang, which is video recording uh, the podcast. And so if um, by chance you understand that, you know, you were that person that called at, uh, what time is it, 5.36 on Friday and ALC declined your call. <laughs> It was actually the pastor who <laughs> decided to send you the voicemail. And there's no ill intent at all. Uh, we were just in the middle of filming the podcast. And so, uh, God bless you. Uh, so, here it is. The last question was, how do you handle uh, when you feel or experience, what, how do you handle what you feel or experience uh, if you don't feel the support of others during times of mourning or celebration. So basically, how do you handle whatever feeling uh, that comes over you when you don't feel like other people are supporting you during the time of mourning or celebration? Because remember, we're talking on both ends of the spectrum here. Yeah, I do. I see uh, the right Reverend Bishop of piano and organ, uh, Reverend Tyrone Mann, said you congratulate them. And you shout with and for them. Now, if anybody else would have said it, I wouldn't have even known what you meant. But, Dr. Mann, if you saying shout with them, then I know exactly what you mean. And the next time God blesses me, I'm just going to walk up next to you and I'm going to give you room to shout for me. Because I, I don't think I can shout for me as good as you can. You know how, how people say, you know, they can't praise them for you or like, I don't believe that. I believe Tyrone Mann can praise him for me better than I can praise him for me. I believe that. I believe in your shout, Doc. Uh, Jeremiah Wiley or JSI. I've always wondered what that means. We're going to talk about that offline. Jeremiah Wiley Sr. says, I deal with, by looking back at Matthew 6.33, wait your turn, celebrate what God is doing in other people's lives. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, promote and don't pout because it ain't you. Sneak, man, look, today is a good day. Y'all knocking over stuff. You got them knocking over stuff uh, to promote and don't pout because it ain't you. All right, awesome. So how do you how do you feel? How do you handle uh, what you feel or experience if you don't feel the support of other during others during times of mourning and celebration? Uh, Callie said, "Get depressed." I feel that. I actually really feel that because sometimes it's depressing when you know you've supported other people and you feel like that support is not returned or you feel like you've invested in other people who won't invest in you. It can be very depressing. Uh, Jeremiah says, be thankful for who you are and celebrate what God is doing in your life. You be thankful. I get it. Uh, in spite of how other people may uh, treat you or, or support you or not support you, you be thankful. And, and sometimes you got to throw your own party and, and just kind of celebrate what God is doing in your life without expecting others to. I see my cousin, my beloved cousin, uh, Geraldine 
Gibbs Harrell has hopped on. Hey, Lynn. Love you. Okay, Jeremiah Stephon Lee. Why? You know, if Lee is in your name, then, then God's got a special place in his kingdom for you. Whenever, <laughs> whenever Lee is one of your names, I, I don't know why I feel that way. Because it just makes it seem like you, you, you can barbecue good. <laughs> All right? John Lee, Bobby Lee. Huh? Does he barbecue? Does, Jeremiah, do you barbecue? They asking. Well, that was your point here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If, but I do know Jeremiah can ball. Well, he used to could. Jeremiah used to could ball. I think now he's probably that old guy who, who tells stories about how good he used to be. I ain't seen him ball in a little while. Maybe I, maybe maybe we need to get together and hoop, Jeremiah. What, what's up with that? Lynn, don't send me them hearts, girl. Don't send them to me. I love you now. Anyway, so that's our free valuation. I hope that those questions give you something that you can continue to ponder and think about as um, we just bite off this little piece of the word that it encourages us to be supportive of our brothers and sisters when people are with us and when people are not with us. Um, you're going to send me pics. A barbecue? I can't eat a picture. I, you know, I, why you want to see pictures? Have you ever been in a restaurant and the re, and the, the the program? That ain't what it's called. What it's menu. called? Menu. See, I grew up a church boy. Uh, when you go to the menu and the food on the menu look real good, and then you get it and it don't. First of all, it don't look like that when it comes to your plate. Then it don't taste like that. So don't send me no pictures. Send me a plate. <laughs> I'll send pictures. Anyway. So uh, it's time for me to give away some flowers. Free flowers. And I am extremely excited. I know that this man of God is not on at the moment, uh, but I do know that he follows ministry on Facebook. And so uh, I know that he'll get a, an opportunity to hear these flowers back. And today I want to give some free flowers to the one and only. Dr. Gusta Booker Sr. Um, anybody who knows me, knows me, uh, knows how important this man of God is in my life. Um, you would think that we've had a relationship my whole life and we really haven't. Um, as a matter of fact, I can honestly say um, that I met Dr. Gusta Booker through my brother, Pastor Arthur Sneed. He's his biological uncle. Uh, Dr. Gusta Booker Sr. is the best thing Arthur Sneed has ever given me. And that's the honest God truth, but I, I'm not, that's not a knock. It's not a diss at all. Like, um, he was a pastor when I needed a pastor. He's been a mentor. He's been a spiritual father, a covering. Uh, he pastored the same church that God led him to organize for 50 years. That's half a century of pastoring Negroes. And for those of you who don't know that that is a milestone and an accomplishment in and of itself, uh, it is. It is. Because it's hard to pastor 50 minutes when you pass the Negroes. But for 50 years, he uh, was a trailblazer, uh, a staple in the great city of Houston, Texas. Um, I can remember growing up riding around in Austin because he had a broadcast that came on uh, in Austin. I think it was on Gospel 1060. And so he had this this unique way of just kind of teaching the word of God. I grew up uh, where preachers, they would uh, preach and give their little message and then they go, huh, huh, and give their little moaning at the end. 
Well, the hard part was, uh, you know, I started thinking that's what preaching was. And anything other than that wasn't preaching. But Dr. Gus the Booker had this very unique style of just breaking down the word into simple truths. No hum, no holler, none of that stuff. Uh, and it just, it was so refreshing to hear something different. And it was a reminder to me that you can be authentic to who you are and God can use it and bless it. Now, I'll fast forward because I was just having this conversation with him when he was here to preach for us uh, in December. I, I was talking about how as a child riding with my mama in the car, I was listening to this man on the radio and how awesome it was that now I can just kind of call this guy on the phone or we go out to lunch and he's poured so much into me as a husband, as a father, as a church planner, uh, as a leader. And then uh, he just released a book called uh, I Tried to Do It the Right Way. And guess who he called to write the foreword for his book celebrating 50 years in ministry? He called your boy. Now, I can't read and write that good myself, but he asked me to write the foreword, and I did. And so uh, that just has meant the world to me, the fact that I can call him about anything at any time, and he's made himself available. So, Dr. Booker, I hope that you will hear this at some point. Take these flowers, man. I love you. I thank God for the influence that you have been in my life, the impact you've made on my life. Um, and, and I just, you know, I, I'm grateful to God for blessing me to connect with you. So, those are the flowers. Flowers. What I did say? I was supposed to say, give me. I picked the wrong key. I don't know. Give me my flowers. Wow, I live so that I, 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 you know, when, when people sing in their high register, it make you want to cry. It makes songs sadder. <laughs> so uh, I sit on the board for Christ Together for Greater Austin, and we are gearing up for a citywide campaign called Imagine Heaven. Uh, or what's after ATX. And the idea is to get people in the city, whether they're religious or not, to thinking about what happens after you die. Because whether you love God or, or you're an atheist, we all have that in common, that one day we're going to die. And so we're using that as an entry to conversation about faith. Uh, they have uh, these um, accounts of people who have had near-death experiences and what they experienced in the whole nine. And so uh, I was hit up the other day because they're compiling um, <laughs> they're compiling information for the site, and I was asked for some music. My, my interpretation was, you want some music that I would listen to, got you, uh, so that, you know, um, the presentation is more ecumenical. So I go, I start thumbing through my mind what music... What I listen to that um, has to do with heaven, right? We talk about heaven a lot. It's just a little different. So I started thinking, and the first song I came to was Heaven by Mary Mary. I was like, okay, cool. Dun -dun 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 -dun. All right, good. And then I thought about, anybody want to go? What was the song? I had to sing it to think of it. It Dietrich Hatton sings it. Ah, uh, well done. Okay, so I sent those two, and it was one more that was in my spirit, but I had to go Google it, and it was walk around heaven all day, oh, yeah. and it started, one of these old mornings, and I, oh, Lord, Jesus, 
almost broke me down because when people sing up in that high pitch, when they, when they, when they had their high voice, I can't take it. I can't take it. Anyway, that neither had nothing to do with nothing I was <laughs> talking about. However, uh, I didn't. I said that neither had nothing to do. Yeah, it was a it was a tongue twister, but I did not say the n word. Uh, <laughs> Except I said neither. I said neither. I can't get fired. I don't know. It get hard out here these days. Ain't no telling. The deacons be had a meeting and said, Pastor Fred, they're calling folks neithers. <laughs> That's funny to me. Listen, we at the end of the hour. Did anybody have questions they wanted to ask Pastor Fred? You have a question. You have a question or you ask for somebody else? I have a couple questions. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so... <laughs> So the topic about uh, mourning and celebrating. Mm-hmm. My question is: So if Sierra mm-hmm. comes to assist me or support me in my mourning, mm-hmm. or she doesn't, right? But it doesn't look the way that I prefer, or mm-hmm. even the celebration. Mm-hmm. Am I ungrateful mm-hmm. if I like don't appreciate? Very good question. So the question that's being asked, if you were not able to hear, is if you are going through a season of celebration or mourning and a person does come alongside you to celebrate or to mourn with you, but it doesn't feel the way you want it to feel, are you ungrateful uh, for not appreciating it? Basically, and I would answer that question in two ways, maybe three ways. One, if I'm the person who is supporting, I need to be sensitive enough to ask that person what support looks like instead of assuming that I know, which is kind of what I was saying earlier. I think sometimes people want to push on you what they think you need, and it may not be what what you need. So it's an African-American tradition. When somebody dies, you bring a whole bunch of food to the house. But I mean, like, at some point, it's like if somebody bring one more box of Popeyes, like, I'm, <laughs> right? And so that may not be the type of support that's needed. So I think uh, at that time, a conversation is healthy. If you genuinely want to help to ask that person, what do you need? Uh, so, so that's on the part of the supporter. On the part of the one who is being supported, I think it's important for them to be honest. Uh, because sometimes we will resent a person for what they did or did not do. And that person had no idea what they were supposed to do or not do. Um, even if people have walked with other people through grief, they've never walked with you through grief. So they don't know. They may think they're doing the right thing. Sometimes they think they're doing the right thing by not giving you space. I've had pe- by giving you space. I've had people get mad at me because I only called them once. Mm-hmm. Well, how many times did you want me to call every day? Because to me, that would be bothersome, right? So I got to make sure that I understand I'm not giving a person what I would want. Mm-hmm. I need to see what it is that they want. And I don't think it is ungrateful uh, in and of itself, because I think when a person is hurting, they just hurt me and they're going to process and feel to everything they feel through that hurt. Uh, and I think that if you really care about that person to support them, you sensitive to the fact that they filtering this through their hurt. And so it may seem like ungratefulness, but when they hurt, they just hurt. Right. So that's my answer. You said that for morning celebration. I, I honestly think it's the same thing. I think if I'm going through something and I'm celebrating, I need to not assume that people know how to celebrate with me because people celebrate differently. Birthdays, uh, life accomplishments, successes, people view things very differently. And so I think the people around you, the people that mean the most to you, I think we have a responsibility to tell them, hey, when 
I get this promotion, I expect y'all to throw me a party, and I wanted to, like, I think you should tell them that, because if they don't, if you don't, and I understand what it's like, because sometimes you don't want to throw your own party. You want people to consider you and to go out of that way and whatever, whatever. However, sometimes people just don't know how to do that. They don't know how to do that. You don't like my answer. You all up in your nose. <laughs> they didn't see you, I, so I, I had to remind them. She did this. Right. <laughs> but go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Why do we? I was trying to get your attention. And I have a question. Why do we turn our nose up to late celebration and late support? Like, why do we act like it's a problem that people want to support us now when they quote unquote missed opportunity to support? Well, I think that's a general we. Everybody doesn't. Um, but I also think that it, you asking a real question because sometimes it's like, well, you're not really supporting me. You doing what other people are doing. And I think that sometimes that can have a negative tone to it. How can you differentiate from... You can't. It's just a feeling. a feeling. It's a feeling that it's like, you know, back then didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Y'all on me. That type of thing. That you're really not supporting my gift. You didn't appreciate my gift. You always had my gift. You didn't appreciate it then. Now you a bandwagoner. Right? So that's what it all boils down to. And I think that that gives a negative feeling. Huh? Maybe you Later in life, or later. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's possible. That's it. And you know, sometimes that just I see Jay Nice the Kingdom Builder on here. Now look, Jay Nice, I ain't gonna do you in public, but you know I need to holler at you, brother. I need you soon. I need you very, very like today. I need you like today, man. Like today. Um. Anyway, y'all have any more questions? That was good. Y'all had some very good questions. You, if if you forgot it, God blocked it. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good then. No, it could just be your age. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Well, the only way to stop from getting old is dying young. It's one of the inevitable facts of life. Nah. Get old. Dur. Because you're already old. So just get older. My brother, my big brother, Pastor Bobby Bullard, is up in this thing. Uh, and I see Pastor Ronald Carter on here. I see uh, Pastor Elette Gillette on here. Man, I haven't had an opportunity to speak to you since you've uh, been at your new assignment. But God bless you, little bro. Man, I'm proud of you. I'm praying for you. Um, you have signed your life away. And uh, <laughs> I'm praying for you. My Lord. It's one thing to be the preacher. It's a whole other thing to be the pastor. I see Pastor Travis Morris on here. Man, listen, today the men of God have come through this thing. Uh, I should have had y'all on here in, in the office talking about how we can uh, support in times of grief and glory. I should have said it like that. No, that was better. Grief and that was better. She said that at the end. Lord, I need some new help. Uh, she said that was better. Your celebration. She was celebrate. Your celebration. I'll celebrate. But maybe she wasn't sensitive to the fact that I didn't ask for. You know what? Y'all figure that. Y'all y'all figure that out. Anyway, somebody inboxed me last week. So this is interesting. Somebody inboxed me last week and asked, "Did our church move?" Mm-mm. And I was like, "Well, no, our church didn't move." He said, "Well, why does your office look so different?" <laughs> But it's amazing the stuff that people pay attention to. My office has relocated, but our church is still in the same place. Uh, and it was like, and I said, well, how did you know? I pushed back. How did you know I wasn't in a different place? It was like, because I saw the same stuff. 
that was on the old wall. So I assume it was, you know, they're still your office. They didn't see Martin. Martin is over there cracked. No, Martin is over there cracked. And we need, I'm going to say it until it gets fixed. Because Martin is important to me, huh? What did you say? Okay. You said that. I did say it costs too much. But I'm okay with just taking the glass out. Oh, see that? But hey, can you be careful though? Because it's like really cut. I don't want you to cut your finger. Thank you. All right, so uh, I'm about to pray and let you all get back to your evening. It's been another free and deep Friday podcast. Uh, and I'm so excited that you've taken moments out of your evening to chime in with your boy. Um, it has been a hell of a week. Can I say that? It's been a hell of a week. Um, and so God brought us to another Friday. This says you got minutes remaining. I don't know what that means. Seems like it's about to cut off. Y'all are about to miss the prayer on Instagram. It seems like. But anyway, let's bow. Can you not uh, shatter Martin while I'm praying? Just let him live. Let, let him live through the prayer. Y'all, and I make a big deal about this because since I was a kid, like most of you, since I was a kid, uh, Martin Luther King has been like a major influence uh, on me. And when I started preaching, I didn't, I never wanted to preach like Martin Luther King, never, ever. But it was something about his, his mantle as a minister and a civil rights personality that was always inspirational to me. So I need Martin. Not, I don't need him in my life. I need the picture. That was given to me. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. She's celebrating. That's what she's asking. <laughs> Y'all, uh, <laughs> half of my help, she celebrates in interesting ways. I didn't say which half. I just said half. Let's pray. Let's call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Do you need to? Do I need? Do you need to ask? I need to ask for forgiveness so you can pray. Because <laughs> you're you're in offense. <laughs> Y'all should see some of the stuff that goes around goes on around the Abundant Life Church. Buy your heads if you can. If you're driving, please don't buy your heads. Please don't. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. And we thank you, Lord, for this another day that you have given us full of valleys and victories that we know not of. But Lord God, we are confident that you hold this day in your hand. You knew it would come. You know what it holds. And so, Father, I pray that you would give us the faith to trust in you, to trust you even when we can't trace you, to know, Lord God, that you love us too much to leave us, to abandon or desert us, but that you will always uh, be with us and uh, lead and guide us to those things that are right if we trust and follow you. Father, we ask your forgiveness because we are sinners. We've fallen short of your glory. And we ask, Lord God, that you would forgive us and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. I pray a blessing over each and every person that can hear my voice right now, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook Live or whether they hear it as a playback from a podcast. Father, I pray uh, the blessing and favor of God over their lives. I bind any emotional attack from the enemy. I bind depression. I bind low self-esteem, Lord God. I bind doubt. I bind division. I bind hate. 
hatred, Lord God, these things that are not like you, that take us to a place of darkness and destruction, I bind in the name of Jesus. Uh, Satan and his imps, I send them back to the depths of hell from whence they've come. We are victors. We are more than overcomers. And so, God, I thank you for the victory in which we live. Lord, I thank you for your word today. That reminds us that we were not created to live in isolation, but Lord, that we are created to be a part of a fabric, uh, a community, a tapestry of human existence. And Lord, because of that, when my brother or sister weeps, Lord, it should do something to me. The humanity uh, of me should be touched when somebody else is going through grief and mourning. But then Lord, when somebody is celebrating, let me not be so self-absorbed and self-consumed that I can't celebrate what you're doing for somebody else. Lord, the idea that you're blessing somebody who is my neighbor only reminds me that you are in the neighborhood. And so I anticipate that what you're doing for others, you can do the same for me. So, Lord, allow that to take imprint on our hearts to celebrate with those who celebrate, to mourn with those who mourn. Father, I pray for our country. I pray for uh, the family of Kobe and Gigi Bryan, but I also pray equally for the families of those others who were lost in this tragic helicopter crash, uh, that their losses in some ways are being overshadowed by popularity, and I know that that hurt is just the same. So, Father, I pray that you would heal their hearts, and not only them, but uh, athletes and sports fans all over our country. And then, because it's a regular week, there are people who've lost loved ones just like every other week, you know, to cancer or car wreck or, you know, murder. And, Lord God, we don't forget the pain that comes along with all types of loss. And we just ask that you would send your angels, minister to broken hearts, mend broken hearts, address our stresses, address anxiety, frustrations, and fears. And Lord God, there are individuals who've got prayer petitions that they've made known to us, and we've been carrying them before you all week. And we just ask, Lord, that you would touch and bless families, that you would touch and bless our youth and our children, that you would heal sick bodies, Lord God, restore where there is financial loss or lack. Lord, we believe there's not a problem we can have that you can't handle. So we put it all in your hands. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we ask these things by faith. And every believing heart said amen and thank God. Friends, thank you so much for joining in for another Free Indeed Friday Free Indeed Friday. That was just like five different voices. Uh, but anyway, I'm about to log off. Thank you so much for your time, for praying. Remember, those of you who are blessed by our podcast, that you can go on to Apple Music, Support. or you can go on to Spotify, or you can go on to SoundCloud, Don't and you can us. hear the recap of these podcasts. Yep. If you miss certain segments and you want to get it in, get it in its entirety, I tried, get it in its entirety entirety then you can go onto any of these digital platforms and hear the podcast played back for you but anyway i'm about to get up out of here well i'm not getting up out of here but i am about to log off so you about to get up out of here it's pastor free i love you and there's nothing you can do about it aha look at her.